On the cover, the Infernus Tower stands, an imposing monolith of steel and glass against the twilight sky of Apex City, rising in the center of the frame. The last few strands of sunset throw tendrils of fire up the reflective facade of the building, making it appear as if it is engulfed in flames. Around the top of the building, the stars are just beginning to appear, and they too are reflected and distorted by the skyscraper's exterior into streaks of white like cracks in a mirror. Issue 40. The Tower Falls. I want to open up because there are some things going on that are going to be relevant relatively quickly. The the first of which being that sometime tomorrow Frederick Infernus is going to go do a thing that may have some repercussions. Just uh, just a few probably, not a big deal. Just a couple, it's fine. And Debbie has floated the idea of stealing his whole goddamn empire out from under him whilst he's away. And I kind of want to pick up on that. So, William, are you, A, uh, enlisting any of your friends for help in this, or are you just keeping this in the family? There's a right and wrong answer here. Well, why not spread the joy? I mean, they trust me, which is silly of them, so why not have them around? How are you going to contact your friends about this? And not necessarily, like, what method, but, like, how are you going to approach them? Like, how do you broach the subject, right? I don't exactly know what the plan is, so I guess I would be asking them if they are willing to help me do a thing. I'll just I just schedule a schedule a time block that I need them for, and that's it. And are you available from 8 to, to 10 to p.m. tomorrow evening? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> sure. I, I guess at that point... Do any of you have plans for 8 to 10 tomorrow evening? No. <laughs> I'm catching up on homework because I missed school for the moon raid. Yeah, nothing I can't cancel. Let's just jump right to it. That evening rolls around. Your dad has basically said, hey, look, we're going to go, you know, get this last void chime. You're coming with me. And he doesn't really give you a whole lot of room to dissent in this. So what are you doing when he comes to collect you for this? Well, he said to make myself available for that time. So I'm waiting around somewhere in the penthouse. And uh, Barty basically comes to collect you and shuffles you downstairs where there is a whole a whole flippin' fleet of black Humvees. And, and your dad is waiting next to one of them and you can see inside there are uh heavily armed and armored people and a lot of these things have that little bell logo on it that you that you recognize i look at dad and uh like like are we like this is quite the army what are we gonna go do steal the president of honduras like i don't (laughs) and he kind of looks over at you i want to make sure that this goes to plan i'm not about to half-ass it we're in the home stretch some Yes. Where are we going exactly? And he shows you into this uh this vehicle, and as you start pulling out, he basically brings up a little a little map app on his phone. Call it Snoogle Maps. And uh Hold on, hold on. Yes, Snoogle. Snoogle, Snoogle Maps. is the official replacement of Google Snoogle. in this world now. No, there's no Google. Google doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. This is Snoogle. Okay, yeah. so Snoogle only. Snoogle. Snoogle is Maps. It Snoogle or Snoogle? 
Snoogle. 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 Like how big is it? The O's. Okay. No, no, it's a U Got with it. an umlaut. <laughs> how big is a, a Snoogle? Uh, no, it's it's not a number thing. It's it's just it's just a word. It was created by engineer Alfred Snoogle. And this is also a search engine. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a it's a phone app. It's a map. It's a Snoogle can I map. Snoogle something, or is this just Snoogle? I can I'm gonna Snoogle map it. So this is more like back when we said we we're gonna map quest something. Yeah, it's 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 a Snoogle map. I don't know I don't know where the confusion is. Okay, Snoogle. got it. That's fine. I, this needed to be clarified. Yeah. yeah, cool. So he shows you this uh, the Snoogle map, and there's a, a little destination marker next to the the Walter Gibson collection, which, as we mentioned, is a you know a, a, an arts museum. Next to or like actually at. It's it's right next to it. So basically, there's this long section of alleyway that goes back and around and kind of connects it to some of the buildings behind it. And it's one of those little connecty buildings, like right behind it. Okay, so not actually the building, but right beside it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Got it. And he basically hands the little phone over to you to, to keep an eye on it. I don't know exactly what kind of resistance we're going to be facing, but I suspect it will be heavy since this place was quite well hidden. Are we talking magical or, like, physical stuff? Quite possibly both. This used to be one of Diviner's hideouts, so I suspect it's one of his allies. Got it. Okay. So, does William have any... Did, did, we, did we establish with Debbie if I knew where it was going or not? Debbie did show you where her hideout was, and it is this place. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's say, then, that I... Uh, I assume we're getting in the car and I'm just sitting beside my dad. Yeah, I mean, you're already in there. You're in transit at this point. So I want to send a text then just to the to the group chat, I guess. Something to the effect of as expected. And I want to I want to get this this because we've talked about this group chat a couple of times. And I, I just want to establish something that, that I've been curious about. What is everyone's name in this group chat? Are you just using your actual names or do you have cool nicknames? Ooh, mine is Lion's Mane. What? <laughs> That's a mushroom. Oh, okay. Lord, plebeian. All of your friends totally know that, including me. <laughs> Anyone else have a fun nickname in the group chat? Maybe just be Portabella. That would be easier, wouldn't it? Oh, no, I liked Lion's, Lion's Mane. Lion's Mane is established. No, it's fine. It's good. It's good. It. It's in. Pretty sure Jackie is not going by a nickname. I'm not sure she quite understands the concept. I I just want to be like like an emoji. Like just like a no mouth emoji. Yeah, I'm going to go by the very uh, subtle nickname of William and Furnace the uh, Third. Is, is there like the, is it like XX William and Furnace 3XX? Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 420 Blaze it near the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 666 Blaze it. You can have your lacrosse uh, number. Or I think it makes more sense that William is consistently just trying to go by this, this nickname, and everyone else keeps setting his nickname to stuff like that. Oh, that's good. Do you use like Roman numerals? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not three. It's I I I. Yeah, absolutely. And it just keeps getting changed by everyone else, and he keeps trying to change her back. That's real. Uh, good. It's like it's like nicknamed by committee. So the other three of you, uh, while William is having a fun car ride with his dad to go to the museum, um, hey, father's son bonding time. Yeah, it's great. You're finally connecting with your dad. So the other three of you. Because this plan right now is very, very vague. I kind of want to just pull the group. Where are you gathering? Where are you meeting? Abandoned restaurants are nearby. Abandoned so Applebee's. Many. Now, the Applebee's we established is the one thing that's still in business. Oh, you're, true, true. You can all meet at my house and we can uh, eat it, Meredith's it, cookies. It, Pre-game? 
the group of you gathers at uh, we'll we'll say Darren's house to have some cookies before putting this whole plan in motion. And joining you for cookies at Darren's house is one Debbie Diabolus, who is a part of this whole thing in that she planned the whole damn thing. That's better to have an NPC planet. <laughs> well, I mean, she laid it out for you last time. <laughs> yeah, and she's capable. She is. Oh, wait. So, so when William's text happens, Debbie thanks Meredith for the cookies and then uh, leads the group of you into the backyard, where she requests that everyone briefly hold hands. So we get that panel of everyone holding hands, and then Debbie's face does that thing where it goes from, like, normal face to, like, makeup face. There is a ring of fire that pops up around the group of you, and it's it's not hot, but it's definitely there. And then it bursts up around you, and then you find yourself uh, in the Infernus Tower. Now, this is the first time I think that any of you except for Debbie have been here. So... The the front kind of living room in which you find yourself is probably one of the fanciest places you've ever seen. You know, wood paneling everywhere, books that obviously no one has ever read, crystalware with alcohol in it that looks well used, and one very confused looking old man in like a butler's uniform who is like holding a tray when you appear in this room and then very slowly puts it down on a table and Debbie kind of waves at him. Hey, Barty, I brought some friends home. Let's get to the Walter Gibson collection. So at either end of this alleyway, Frederick parks a couple of vehicles to, you know, prevent people from escaping or interfering. And then he uh, hops out along with assumedly you. And from another one of these vehicles, uh, two large, well-muscled people uh, in that kind of cybernetic carapace that you have seen previously. Yeah, it's pretty tough stuff. Yeah, pretty tough. So the four of you head towards what looks to be a storage unit. It's, you know, like one of those big rolling doors. And he has one of them pull it up. And behind there is a brick wall. Wait, like, I, I, I want to get the right picture here. Is it like a brief storage unit and then a brick wall at the other end? Or is it just one? No, it is like just it is a door a, brick wall. A goofy door. and there's Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just like a, like a brick just wall. Very comedic. Your dad walks over and starts making uh, marks on it in chalk, and eventually this disappears. The wall dissolves into what looks to be kind of like a low-rent apartment, basically. It's not very nice, but there are a bunch of shelving, and on one of these pieces of shelving, there is a little box that you are aware holds a void chime. That was easy. And your dad walks in, and, you know, these these two, these two guys are following him. Uh, are you? What? Am I following him? Yeah. Are you going in? That's what the plan tells me to do. So that's what I'm going to do. So you head in uh, with your dad and these two guys in their cybernetic carapaces. And he walks over and takes this box and lifts it. And uh, obviously there is nothing inside. There is just a note, like post-it note to the top uh, with a frowny face. And as soon as he opens that box, the uh, rolly door slams shut. And lights go out, and your father looks back at you, and you can tell that he is furious. Like, his eyes are just burning. Hold on, you said the lights are out. Yeah, his eyes are burning. He oh. is providing his own light right now. Oh, that's cool. So, his eyes are glowing. I know he's trying to use magic right now. Yes. He can't actually, like, see much. It's very dim. Yeah. Okay, so, as soon as that happens, I was expecting this, obviously. It was all part of the plan. 
I'm not improving this as I go along. The rod, the earth controlling rod that I've been practicing with that I've had for like 20 episodes or something like that. Yeah, spend a minute. There is a small portal that appears in my sleeve and the rod slips through it and bounces off the floor and then bounces up and uh, disappears back into the portal. And when it does that, uh, my goal is to make brick walls, just like the last one, basically appear around the entire edges of the room. So I'm just trying to encase the entire room in stone. That that seems to me like you might want to unleash your powers. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I have doubts about this working, but here we go. That is a six. You know, hate mark potential. Uh, I think in this case, it does it does work. You do, you know, that real smooth motion and then these brick walls pop up. But obviously you have trapped yourself in here as well. So kind of the downshot of this is that you're not really sure if you can get out. And I think I think the move I'm going to make here is that is that one of the uh, cybernetic guards does hear something happen, like at least perceive that something went ha- went on over there and is going to move to kind of like try and try and intercept. Not going to get that raw, but definitely knows that something's up. OK, so back at the Infernus household, Debbie is leading you through this palatial estate to one uh, Frederick Infernus's office where she opens up a secret bookcase to show you this long hallway that looks like it is not really physically supposed to fit in the space that it exists in. Fancy. She she leads you down there, and along this hallway, there are portraits of old stuffy white people in various stages of fancy dress, uh, some of them much nicer than others. As you get towards the end, they tend towards more like nice but not really fancy clothes and then as you get past that some of them are wearing like circus uniforms and then you get all the way to the end and there's this big stone uh kind of altar looking thing and a space on the wall that's just an empty picture frame and a bunch of little alcoves around the center that have various things in them some of them have food some of them have like cigars just little little offering nooks there is a knife in the center of this little little stone plinth And she kind of picks it up and looks to the rest of you. Okay, so this is the hard part. This is the magical locus of the whole Infernus Empire. And I'm going to try and basically take that over. There is going to be some pushback. So I'm not going to be able to do much while I'm doing this ritual. I need you to protect me. Cool? Very. Yes. Straightforward? Yeah, you would think so. And... She cuts her palm and some of her blood runs onto that altar. And the little... Why uh, Why is it always the palm? It's a place of pain. (sighs) Okay. Also, it's just cinematic. That's fair. As she does that, uh, the wall torches around the room flare up blue. And then you, you all get this sensation that you are sinking somewhat. And from each of those little offering nooks... What was in them lights on fire, and that smoke pours out onto the floor and coalesces into the form of a semi-familiar-looking demon. It kind of looks like one of Williams, but slightly more so, and each of them is unique. Uh, The cigar one is definitely more smoky. The food one is just fucking huge. Uh, There was a little wall sconce with, like, some coins in it, and that one is covered in, like, shimmery scales. There are five of these. 
and they're all pretty intense looking. And Debbie has her hand over the thing, and she is uh, beginning to beginning to chant in this language that is transcribed on the page as just a bunch of like squiggles and angular lines. As they advance uh, towards the center, definitely towards Debbie, what are you doing? Okay, I would like to charge my burn, please. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Why don't you go for it? Uh, Okay, so I got an 11, but it's plus conditions marked, so I have 13. What does that look like on the page? My mask, like, coming over my face and kind of, like, purple glowing my body, but I don't have my mask, so I think it would probably be, like, just a purple mask over my face, maybe? I like that. Kind of like a translucent sort of thing. And with that, you hold three burn. And how about the other two of you? She's just sort of going to like roll her shoulders, pop her neck a little bit. And just I'm ready for ready for a rumble here. Fair. I'm going to reach into my K-Napsack. And I have a whole bunch of seeds from my planet that I managed to salvage from my ship. And I pull them out and I throw them on the ground and start summoning up all the weird plants that I was able to bring home. I think for that, let's go ahead and have you unleash your powers because you are kind of altering your your environment here, right? I have a 10. I have a 10. Cool. So yeah, on a 10, you do the thing. So what kind of plants have you brought with you? Okay, I'm going to summon up a plant that produces, um, it's very similar to a mushroom. I don't know if any of you have seen the mushrooms that can like release a net around it, like a shell. So I'm going to summon up this particular mushroom and it's going to make a net and go over Debbie as like a protective shield to some degree. And it's like very thin and silky like spider web. Is it the one that comes from like the netting comes from the bottom as it grows up? Yeah, exactly. I thought those were so cool. And they're very poisonous. And then That sounds great for Debbie. <laughs> and then I want to summon up another plant that like crawls up on like six legs like a spider. Like once it like erupts from its shell, its legs like fold open and it has a great big blossom on it and like different segments of it, so it's like a spider. I'm confused. Is this grass type or poison type? It's both? It can be both. Okay. So, so yeah, that happens. And I think the uh, coin demon immediately grapples with this big spider kind of plant monster and is having a heck of a time with it. Those things are nasty bastards, man. So, Jackie, the smoke demon has wisped uh, towards the center and is slowly starting to infiltrate through this netting to get towards Debbie. You are the closest person here. Do you want to do something? Yes. I want to, uh, I can mark a condition to activate a mind of their own and my powers can evolve and mutate to help me fight a smoke demon. Since I'm not sure I am currently equipped to fight a smoke demon. That's fair. But let's do that because I only have one condition marked. So, so yes, how are your powers going to adapt to help you fight this smoke demon? Right, so I'm going to take the processor fan idea. I like that. And I think I'm going to get some really big fans. They're sort of like vents opening up in like my shoulders or something. And through this, <laughs> it, it's going to like add really strong gusts of like wind when I'm like punching the smoke demon. Nice, I like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and directly engage a threat. Okay, I'm going to mark angry for that. <laughs> You know those um, air guns that they have at Yes. Toys are, yeah, where you have to yes. pull it back and go thump and it like thump. pushes air. You can get those cannons. Yes, it's it's something like that on my hands now <laughs> with processor fan. Okay, so that is a twelve. Nice. And I guess I should have asked ahead of time: Are you activating either of your moves? I don't think I am. Punch everyone doesn't function right now, and 
I don't think I'm really charging or that hedging my bets. That's fair. And you probably don't want to cause an extra amount of a collapse. Yeah, I don't want to cause too much extra damage here. And just to be clear, if we need it, there needs to be a flashback here where William specifically tells Jackie, do not wreck my house. (laughs) (laughs) I like that flashback. So what do you want to pick off that list? That's right. Sorry. I have to remember how this game works. (laughs) Okay. So I get two. I am going to take something from them, which is the the ground that they've gained. So I'm going to, you know, take their advantage in getting to Debbie. And I'm going to resist or avoid their blows. So yeah, your fans uh, push them back away from Debbie and they kind of reform into this like smoky form and start considering that there is a giant bear here in the way of their ultimate goal. Uh, meanwhile, Big honkin' food demon is coming straight towards Piro, who has just made a target of themselves by charging their burn. And as big honkin' food demon comes towards you, a huge like meat cleaver appears in their hand and they swing down towards you. What do you do? I want to make a box. That's fair. <laughs> just making a box? Every time. Yeah, just a box. Uh, are you using a, a burn to do this or are you trying to unleash your powers or what's what's the... Let's, okay, yeah, let's use one of my burn to create a moat that will hold back this meat hammer for as long as this meat hammer has my attention, I guess. You conjure up this box around yourself, and we see it on the page. Like, stop this cleaver, which kind of gets, like, stuck in the corner. And there is still a, you know, a big honking meat demon trying to, like, punch its way through this box. But for the moment, you are holding strong against it. Let's move back over to Darren for a sec. So your your flower spider monster is uh, grappling with a coin demon. There are still two more that are just starting to kind of manifest out of their nooks. Um, one of them comes straight out of an old Zippo, and it's this fiery, like, even more so than the other ones. It is just fire in demon form. Uh, and there is another one that is a stack of dollar bills. And this is it looks kind of like an origami demon. It's all folds and sharp edges. And those two are starting to circle around and trying to get away between the group of you to get to Debbie. So what do you do? Off topic. Have I grown my arm back? Is that be- that's that's up to you? Uh, I would say it's still nubbish. Like, I think it's, I don't have fingers yet, but I definitely have a nub. Yeah. Okay. So it's like like a stalk at this point? Yeah, it's a nice stalky. That's what, yeah, yeah. More plant-like. I have flowers where there would be fingers to represent the oh, that's good. fingers would be. Nice. Um, I do not want to tangle with that fire demon. Fire and plants, notoriously bad relationship. I'm going to, I'm so sorry about your house. I'm going to oh, no. reach down and touch and let my hands like go into the ground and increase the density oh, no. of the ground around my fists. We're in a penthouse And my man. nubbin. And I'm going to pull up two block fists like out of the ground. And I'm going to punch the money demon into the fire demon. Uh, I think that is definitely going to be a directly engage a threat. Awesome. It's danger. Yeah. Oh. Darren is dangerous now. I have a 10. Two options off that list. Do you want to resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress or frighten the opposition? I'm going to first take his balance away from them by hitting him so hard that it causes him to trip and fall into the fire one and get scorched. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies. Uh, what kind of opportunity are you trying to create? Um, I want them to be so preoccupied that I'm hoping that Jackie can use her fans 
or what have you to like, you know, it's going to fan the fire, which might make it worse, but it might also put out the fire. So there's a fifth and she might be able to push the smoke guy into the fire. There's a bunch of opportunities for Jackie. Uh, so yeah, you punch this uh, this paper demon into this fire demon, and it definitely does catch a light. Like it's not dealt with entirely, but it doesn't like that. It's not it's not having a good day. The fire demon, on the other hand, is trying to embrace this paper demon because it's like, ooh, more stuff to burn. And I want to move from there back out to uh, Debbie's uh, sanctum, where William and Frederick and a couple of cyber guards are having an interesting day. What happened, Dad? He he kind of like wheels around and he's like putting his hands up against the walls and trying to like find an exit. We've been double crossed some. And he and he looks back over at the uh, the other guards who are kind of one of them is, to be fair, advancing towards you. And I think your dad gets the wrong idea just immediately oh, because he is so used to double crossing his allies that working with Toxin and having this happen immediately uh, and then seeing one of her guards advancing on you. I think he just jumps to the wrong conclusion. Yeah. And I think he snaps and a portal opens up under the sky and he just falls straight through. What do you do? Once I see that happen, I'm going to summon up a uh, demon and have that demon grapple with the other guard. Go ahead and directly engage a threat. Why not? Uh, Well, that would be a crappy roll, except that I'm not going to be using danger. I'm going to be using savior. uh, And that'll get me up to an eight. And so you are pulling your punches here? I'm not trying to directly hurt this guy. I'm just trying to uh, restrain him. So what are you going to pick off that list? I will be taking uh, his uh, mobility from him. Now, you did not resist or avoid blows, but I don't think this guy is actually trying to hurt you either. I think that he's more confused than anything at this point. You get him in a, in a demonic full Nelson, and I think your dad capitalizes on this. And the, the blow here is going to be more of an emotional one because your dad just puts his hand on this guy's chest and that metal that is surrounding him immediately heats up. You take a powerful blow because your dad just did something real horrible right in front of you. This is more of an emotional blow. That hits really hard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? An 11. Okay. Uh, well, you've got the list there. Would you like to remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc.? Lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, uh, or pick two off of that 7 to 9 list? I don't think I can reasonably pick two off the 7 to 9 list. I, they don't make sense. So, you know what? I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to basically, like, the, the demon's going to be immediately unsummoned, and I'm going to, like back away into a corner, like, frightened of what Frederick has just done. So I think I think the panel we get after this, because obviously we don't show this whole thing, and it's, this is, you know, comics code, right? So you, we just see him put his hand on that, we see, like, the metal start to glow, and then we panel over to William, like, scrambling away from this. And there's, like, a bright flash on my face. Yeah! So your dad at this point conjures uh, a demon around himself kind of similar to how you do and again to be fair this is the first time you've seen him do this you've seen him make one before it is big there's you know this horn kind of crown that sprouts up around its head and he looks over at you this is not the time to quail son we've been betrayed and he starts punching at this wall that you summoned up with this rod it is starting to crack. He is just going to brute force his way out of this thing, but it's going to take him a few minutes. Let's get back up to the penthouse. So, Jackie, you just got uh, offered an opportunity. What you doing? I was just trying to take advantage of that opportunity. 
seeing what Darren has done with this paper demon, I I get I get this nice idea that that hey, you know, maybe I can do this with the smoke demon too. You know, maybe the the fire will burn up the smoke, or maybe the smoke will choke out the fire. I don't really know, but it seems like throwing these demons into each other is, is working. Yeah, I think I'm gonna use my my fancy new fans to try and air punch this uh, this smoke demon into the fire demon. Okay, that's that sounds like a directly engage. <laughs> what is that? A fourteen? <laughs> sure, why not? Jackie, dangerous. Yeah. So, what do you want to pick off that list? Okay, so let's see. I am going to take something from him, which which would be his position, and I think. Let's try something different. Let's try impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Let's see if I can frighten a demon or something. I, I think I actually was going to go with that. I think I think you definitely do, because this is a demon that's made of smoke. It's not used to being, you know, interacted with in that manner. And you have twice now, like, physically just moved it out of the way. Uh, so as you strike at it, I think it kind of, like, wheels back. And you did not resist or avoid blows. And I think the way this pans out is you hit this smoke demon and it does go flying into that like fire paper demony mess that's going on right there. And the big meaty demon that had been trying to like cleave through Piro's box at this point decides that maybe that's not worth it and that you've been a bigger threat and just wheels back this cleaver and throws it at you. Uh, so I am going to need you to take a powerful blow. Seven plus conditions is a nine. So only one. <laughs> what would you like to choose? In, in true Jackie fashion, I'm going to struggle past the pain. I'm going to mark two conditions. So yeah, this giant cleaver has just like stuck itself in your shoulder and this uh, big meat demon kind of like roars at you and starts barreling in your direction. It's just like chunk a chunk a chunk a chunk a chunk directly towards you. Piero, you have a moment. What do you want to do? I think I'd like to, since like the attention is off of me for a moment, I think I'd like to take my focus off of the moat and make spend my last two burn to make a construct and animate it independently of me. And what kind of construct are you making? I'm going to go with just another Pyro again. Worked out well last time. And uh, what is your animated Pyro construct trying to do? Yeah, really just like taunt them and be like, hey, look at me, like you're too slow. Okay, just trying to take some uh, some attention off. Now, you do have this mass of uh, fire, paper, and uh, now smoke demon that are starting to extricate themselves and look to be in pretty bad shape. Uh, you have big meaty demon who hasn't been touched at all uh, and just took a chunk out of Jackie's shoulder. And you've got this coin demon that has been grappling with this plant spider for a minute. Don't know how that's going to play out, but who are you trying to taunt? I guess I want to get the meat guy away from Jackie, so... I think I will probably try to taunt them by like sit calling them mean food names, I guess. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think that seems like a, de a defend someone. So go ahead and roll plus savior. Savior, so that's plus two, but I'm insecure, so that's minus two, th so that's a six. Uh, well, there is team in the pool. Uh, there is one standard. And in theory, we should enter a battle as a team versus a dangerous foe because that happened a while ago. Uh, so let's let's trigger that right quick. There's... Two that gets added, that brings us up to three. Who is leading this? Debbie. Yeah, seems seems like. Uh, I don't think Debbie has influence over all of you, but there is an explicit purpose in this fight that she that she had asked for. So I'm assuming, are you all still just trying to defend Debbie ultimately? Yes. Yep. Cool. Uh, so that brings us up to four in the team. I don't think any of you mistrust the team or the leader at this point. 
I, I trust you. Yeah, and I, and I don't think you're ill-prepared or off-balance. So that has us at four in the pool right now, which means, uh, Jackie, would you like to help defend yourself or Darren? Would you like to help defend Jackie? Because that could bring us up to a seven. All right. Uh, so how are you going to help this uh, Pyro clone distract this meaty demon? So since this demon is made of meat and I happen to be a bear, I I think what I'm going to do is stare this demon right in the eye and just lick my lips a little bit just to make it hesitate that slightest amount just so that it just so that a clone bureau can get its get its moves in. If we'd been smart, we should have like made a whole barbecue out of this of like the fire and the smoke and then the meat. We, well, we got to yeah. do that next. All we need is a barbecue sauce demon and we would have been set. Notes for future reference. Uh, okay, so yes, Pyro, on a hit, you do keep them safe. So this uh, meaty demon has been distracted by your Pyro clone, possibly thinking twice about attacking this giant bear who seems like maybe wants to eat them. Now that said, on a 7 to 9, it does cost you. Do you want to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? I will expose myself to danger, please. Fantastic. And before you do that, do you want to add another team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition? I would like to add a team to the pool. Okay, so that brings us back up to four. So I think what happens here is that this meat demon uh, turns away from you and towards uh, Clone Pyro and just picks up Clone Pyro and unhinges its bottom jaw and just shoves them entirely in and then looks towards you and kind of like and starts advancing towards you. Well, I'm horrified. They stole my move. I, I think it was probably looking directly at Jackie, too, while it shoved Clone Piro down its face. It's like, oh, you're going to eat me? I'll show you what it's like to eat a person. Oh, oh, it is on. Uh, on the upside, this Clone Piro did not turn into an abomination before it uh, before it expired. Only the good die young. That's a win-win. So let's move over to Darren for a sec. You have this group of three demons that has been kind of entangled uh, in themselves, and you've got this coin demon that is locked up with your plant spider. Uh, what are you doing? There's also a big meaty demon uh, swiftly approaching Piro, who I believe let their box drop and has no burn left at the moment. I'm going to assist Piro with the meat version, because I personally want to see what a meat monster and a vegan going head to head might look like and sh- improve that you do not, in fact, need meat in order to be strong and durable. This is my <laughs> the soapbox I'll stand upon. So to do that, here's what I'm going to do. is I'm going to run at it and then shoulder check it. And when I hit it, I phase it. Like its density becomes very, very light. And I push it through a wall out of the room. Directly engage that threat. That will be an 11. Fantastic. So go ahead and pick two things off that list. I'm going to take something from them, which is their placement in the room. And then I'm going to... I'm going to resist or avoid their blows. That's that's probably a good idea. Uh, so yeah, you shoulder check it. It goes through the wall. And basically once it hits its little alcove that it came out of, it just kind of like back down into like a little food offering. Wait, hold the front door. What? Yeah. You push it back into like the little alcove that it came out of, and it just kind of like slurps back down into a little food offering. Oh, holy shit. This changed That just changed everything. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. You're welcome. <laughs> Debbie at this point begins to glow like this bright blue and flames lick up around her. And she kind of like nods at you and gives you a thumbs up. And she's still, you know, going through this. And she starts like carving this rune into this like stone pillar with that knife. Let's get back over to Jackie. Well, I think I now have a good plan of action. So is, is everyone in the blob or is the coin demon still off on its own? The coin demon is grappling with the uh, plant spider. 
Well, I think the bigger threat is our conglomeration here, and I really want to see what happens if all three of them go at once. <laughs> so my plan is I'm going to aim for the fire demons alcove, and I'm going to try to punch them all into the alcove at once, just to see what happens. Sure, sure. Go ahead and directly engage that threat. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, well, because I I have all of this uh, danger, that does bring that up to an eight. All right, so, so you get one off of that list. What do you want to do? I'm going to take something from them, which is their position in the room once again. <laughs> that is fair. You obviously did not uh, cause extra collateral damage to take another option. So you have, uh, once again, not resisted uh, or avoided blows. Nope. So yeah, I think I think you do that like air punch thing at them again, and you knock them back in. And to be fair, the, the fire demon, since you were aiming at that alcove, does zoop back down into the zippo that it came out of. But the other two at this point are released from that demon's embrace and wheel back around and the origami demon like extends its hands and like little paper darts start flying around the room. I am actually going to need everyone to take a powerful blow here. I got four. Good. So I rolled a six, but guess how many conditions I have marked? I'm going to bet like four. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> so it's a four. It's a four for Piero. It's 10 for Jackie. Uh, how about Darren? I have a five. Let's start with Piero and Darren. So how do you stand strong in the face of this pinwheel paper death attack? Oh, oh, okay. I want to um, do a Neo move from The Matrix that I just watched recently. That's fair. Thank you. I want to mime a pair of giant scissors and just cut up all the little darts as they fly by me. <laughs> and Jackie possibly slowed down by the fact that they still have a cleaver uh, stuck in their shoulder. Just takes full force a bunch of like little paper darts. You're on, you're on the, the 10 plus powerful blow list, so you can flee or move uh, yourself, lose control of your option uh, powers in a terrible way, or you can lash out verbally, give ground, and or struggle past the plane. Well, it seems like whatever I do, I'm going to trigger regeneration at this point. That's fair. So I may as well just pass out and trigger that move. So yeah, Jackie gets hit full force with these paper darts and just falls like a log onto the floor. Just out like a light. Debbie has a couple stuck in her as well, but luckily she was encased in this giant mushroom cage, which took a lot of the brunt of that. But she is, you know, bleeding at this point. Uh, and she kind of looks over. I'm almost done. Just just a, just a little bit, just a little longer. So let's, let's, Piro, what's up? Uh, so how many demons are left? We still have three that are outside of bowls. And it's the, it's the money guy, the origami guy. No, it's the origami guy, smoke guy and fire guy. No. Pa paper demon, smoke demon, coin demon. Can I offer an idea to Lenny that she does not have to accept and my feelings won't be hurt if she doesn't? No, please, please, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so there's a really famous mind routine of lifting a piano. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So piano or, or moving a box. Like you can put him in a box and then move, push him into the alcove. Okay, so I I think I I think I got it. So I'm 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 gonna take it. It's inspired by Nan's idea. I am going to like really hold my arm out and then like uh, like something's really heavy and I'm, my arm's super weighed to the ground and I'm gonna like pull it like it's really hard to pull and I'm gonna like walk over to the money guy and just like lift it up and then just drop it right on him. I think that works uh works out as a uh, directly engage a threat. So go for it. That is an eight. Uh, so you get to pick one option off that list. Do you want to resist or avoid their blows? Take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I want to take his mobility from him, please. Sure. So you drop this weight on him, and um, 
I think we see him like pinned to the ground by this existential force. And as he does, the plant spider is freed from the grapple. And I think probably latches onto that paper demon because that seemed like a little bit of threat. The uh, the smoke demon at this point, though, does take that opportunity to zoop straight back towards Debbie since the uh, thing that was keeping it away from Debbie has now been knocked out. As it does, let's get over to Darren. What do you want to do? That one was going to the bears and ripping off their arm with the fans on it. <laughs> mechanical, your mechanical arms, and you're going to regenerate in a minute anyway, in which case you may not have them anymore. No, that's the best option. Nan, Darren has the right to bear arms. <laughs> oh, yuck, Lordy. yuck. So I thought I know we were too that- good for that as a podcast. Because I'm an alien and I have no concept of permanency of losing your limbs. so You can give it back. Yeah, I can give it back. I give it back to them and it'll be fine. Or with a screwdriver, we can just screw it back into place. So my plan, <laughs> my plan is I want to take their unconscious arm. I'm going to whisper, I hope this is consensual, <laughs> lift up the hand and use the wind of your fans that have for some reason, continue to run and push it away. They have a mind of their own. True, they have a mind of their own. I think this is kind of a reshape your environment thing, so I am- Unleash powers? And I am just going to default remove one from the uh, the team pool, since this is kind of a team move, I guess. <laughs> I was, so you I was get a plus one. Yeah, ooh, yeah! Yeah, so go ahead and uh, unleash powers. Six plus one is seven. Good job, unconscious Jackie. Good job. <laughs> so as as you lift uh, that giant bear fan arm, uh, the fan like whirs up and like gives a you know a big kick of uh, a wind there. And uh, I assume you were trying to aim this at like the smoke demon. Yes, I am aiming it at the smoke demon. And and, and you do manage to push the smoke demon back, uh, you know, into its alcove, and it just swoops back it down into a little cigar. Jackie, at this point, I do want to trigger regeneration because I feel like that might have might have done it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so go ahead and trigger that move. Right. Okay. So I, I get to choose, I clear three conditions. So now I'm only angry and guilty and I have swapped an ability for one in the newborn playbook. I have unlocked an armager form and I think uh, Nan has helped me change my physical appearance. So <laughs> we're going to go with that one arm is staying off for now. Okay. I'm, I'm rolling with it. Are, are you remaining a polar bear? Are you still barium? Yes. Barium, Barium is still here for now. So you see like like Jackie's cybernetics kind of like grow over that little stump where you, you just tore their arm off and there's a, a little whir and Jackie just like sits up like bolt upright. And as we've, I think as we've established the Windows startup sound plays. Yes. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> And at this point, Debbie makes one more like slash through the air and then stabs the knife uh, into the altar and the torches briefly die down and then come back up. And the only one that was left was the uh, the paper demon and the coin demon. And both of those just stop what they were doing. And Debbie points at them and goes back to your alcoves. And they stand up and they kind of like lurch towards their alcoves. Stop. And they stop. Turn around. And they turn around and she goes, hmm. She kind of like taps her chin floss and they start flossing <laughs> she's like oh i can't believe that worked Whew. all right all right, all right. Go, go home go home uh and they jump back into their alcoves 
And congratulations, ritual complete. Yay! Wait, so does this mean that Debbie has all the powers of William's family? That is a great question. We'll find out exactly what that means in just a second, because I want to move over uh, to Debbie's sanctum, wherein Frederick and Furness is most of the way through one of these uh, stone walls when you you hear like this deep toll chime and he like grabs at like his chest and falls to his knees and that demon around him just shatters and he looks back over at you and you you can tell your dad is freaked the fuck out. It's worse. It's worse than I, than I thought. And he just collapses. And William, I am also going to need you to take a powerful blow. Perfect. I could do that. No problem. Not even an issue. Not. I don't have a lot of conditions marked. Okay, that is going to be a 12. Fantastic. I just pass out. So remember uh, when Eric's birthright got revoked and he set on fire briefly? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, about that. Oh, no. So what do you want to pick? I'm going to lose control of myself in a terrible way. So so we see you briefly, you know, wreathed in flames, and then you, like, fall back and fire just streams out of your face. And when that's done, you can definitely feel that your powers are gone. No more demons for you. And I think, how does William lose control of himself in that realization that that taking over your dad's uh, empire has also removed that ability from you. It's just going to be like a basically a complete loss of break and breakdown. Uh, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know who he is anymore. Uh, William kind of lurches over and just kneels beside his uh, father and just basically like collapses uh, on on his father, completely like out of control of himself. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of plans, friends, and unforeseen consequences. Pick up a copy for crying out loud. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. William and Furnace is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram, at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever a group of kids are taking out the power elite. Follow us on Twitter, at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.